Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Got my HVAC unit from them. This is what I love about these guys. One, I got the best product out there in RUD. Number two, I got a fantastic deal. And number three, I love the fact that they show up on time and their customer service is fantastic. There's so many companies out there that are in like that service industry, whether it's HVAC or, you know, cleaning your carpets and stuff, and they never show up on time. They do at Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. And right now, um, you're going to get a 10-year parts and labor warranty if you do a new HVAC unit with them. Whole home air duct cleaning, whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, and a smart thermostat that includes installation. You need to go with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Go where I go. Go to MightyPH.com. That's MightyPH.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service. And they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Paul Klee, columnist for the Denver Gazette. Uh, he's going to be traveling with the Colorado State Rams as they are in the tournament as a sixth seed against the number 11 seed Michigan Wolverines. How are you, Paul? How are we doing, fellas? Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Good. I just uh, kind of need to get this out of the way quickly. I'm giving you a one-word answer. <laughs> And then we're moving on because you're a diehard Homer Gonzaga fan. They are the number one seed. Let's just make this quick. Get it out of the way. Are they finally going to win the championship? They'll lose to Arizona in the national championship game. Oh, my God. I cannot. I, I figured you would not say that at all. Well, you got to remember who's coaching Arizona now. He's a Zag. He's Tommy Lloyd. He's a good friend of mine. So I can't really lose in that scenario. Wait a minute. Are you are you saying that with your heart or with your head? You said he's a friend of yours. <laughs> I root for the good guys, man. Right. And he is one of the best. So I, you know what? This this guns. I can't believe how good Gonzaga is. Yeah. I really can't. Right. You, you you lose three NBA guys and you come back and do this. It's it's. We've been pooping gold nuggets for 25 years. Right. At some point, this is the other shoe's going to drop. My goodness, do I like watching them play ball. So they're not the machine they were a year ago, Eric. Right. It, this is a, I wouldn't say a vulnerable team because they are so talented. They have so many NBA guys, but they're not what they were a year ago. They can be beat from the second round on. Uh, let's talk about Colorado State. You're going to be traveling with the Rams. Again, they are the sixth seed against uh, you know, a team from the in my opinion, the best uh, conference in college basketball. They'll be taking on Michigan. Yeah. Very rarely do you see a six seed as an actual underdog to an <laughs> 11 seed. You agree with that? No, Colorado State's a better team. Uh, they, it, it's a toss-up, though. You know, it's you get into that 6-11 territory. It's the 7-10s. It's, it's the 12-5s that has been made famous through the years. And this game really, truly is a toss-up. 
Uh, I've watched Michigan a ton. They're big. They should be better than they have been. They have better players than their record would indicate. I didn't think they should be in the field. I thought it should have gone to North Texas. But, hey, if Nico Medved's out here signing big-time contract extension and getting his mm-hmm. staff raises, this is a game you should win as a sixth seed, right? Yep. I mean, Michigan, so, they're, since they lost to Michigan State late January, this is literally mm-hmm. a, a 500 team. And, of course, we know about what happened with Juwan Howard uh, mm-hmm. after after the Wisconsin game. Why? But beyond that, why hasn't Michigan been able to put it together consistently uh, the way they did for – a brief stretch of January, and then mm. I think they they started three and zero against uh, against kind of the little sisters of the poor. Yeah, it's it's such a good question, Mace. I I talked to a Big Ten coach this morning about them, and he said they can lose to Northwestern one night, and they can blow out Ohio State the next night, and <laughs> that speaks to a personality. I don't want to say clash because that's that's probably making it you know too much hyperbole there, but there's definitely a disconnect between. Uh, the sideline and what's playing on the court. And yeah, it, you can see it when when you watch them play. The body language, mm-hmm. it, it's not. And maybe we're accustomed to those beeline teams where they were just so in sync, and it, mm-hmm. it was just a finely tuned machine that they knew where the other guy was going. This team is discombobulated at times. The the issue there is they're big. They're really big, and they're big up front. They're not a good defensive team. That's what's strange about it because they have a really good defensive center. Colorado State can get easy buckets, and that's going to be the most important thing for them. I think CSU has the best player in this game. That's always a good place to start. I think they've got the best NBA prospect in this game in David Roddy. But Michigan, it's kind of like, why aren't they better? You know, they should be good. They should be better than what they've been the last four months or, as you said, the last two months. So you, it scares you a little bit because what if it clicks for him starting on Thursday? So I have a lot of cousins who went to Michigan. We were talking about this Michigan Wolverine team. And what I mm-hmm. said to my cousin was, this is the deal with Juwan Howard. He's a very good recruiter, not necessarily a very good coach. But speaking of coaches, uh, I don't know if you have the answer to this. You might want to think about this. So it's going to be Juwan Howard, Nico, Nico Medved. Is uh, Nico more of a puncher or a counter puncher just in case we need to know this? Uh, I think the only place you got to be scared of Michigan is the handshake line, right? That's what I mean. Is he a better puncher or counter puncher? Well, I've I've seen Nico, and and he's more mace size, so I don't think Nico's going to stick around for very long if that goes down. You know, last year you're not going to take that, are you, Mace? Oh, I I know what I am. I'm comfortable with what I am. The (laughs) the the thing is, though, you have assistants getting you have assistants that usually get involved. With this sort of thing, so right, I mean, right. uh, what I, what I'm wondering is, is Ali Frukmanesh capable of getting in, getting in there and mixing up? <laughs> you know, what's funny, man. Is last year we had Tad Boyle against Patrick Ewing. So these uh, these Colorado teams, they're faring up against some of the great college players. Um, I think this one is not going to be the blowout that the Buffs handed Georgetown last year. Mm-hmm. But there's something telling me. I think this is a David Roddy coming out party and that there's good and there's bad there david roddy mm-hmm. should he should turn pro okay and, and there's there's i know csu fans are swearing my name right now david roddy should be in the nba next year it's very hard to duplicate a season like he's had and i was just up in fort collins a couple weeks ago the entire nuggets front office was there that's not a situation where you you want to go hang out in fort collins for a night in the middle of the nba season 
They like David Roddy. If the Nuggets like David Roddy, a lot of teams are going to like him. I don't think he's a first-round pick, but I do think he's an NBA player, albeit a very unusual NBA player that doesn't have a lot of great comps because he plays so different than other types of players do. If he's not a first-round pick, then wouldn't it behoove him to come back for another year? Gosh, it's 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 really good question. This is why me and Mace, when we're at Broncos <laughs> games, we have like – an iPad on a, in North Carolina basketball game. We've got a, a you know, a, a Microsoft tablet on the Gonzaga game, and we spend more time watching college basketball than we do talking football. This is absolutely think, true, by the way, Eric. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. We watch well, that's a lot why of you guys don't know that much about football because you're always worried about college basketball. <laughs> that's, well, Mace knows way too much football. I don't I know. know enough, but it's like rain. You man. know, I think he goes. These these types of seasons, man, we don't see them at CSU like this. Yeah, I think you I think you take advantage of it as much as I would like to like to see him back. I can tell you, I'm very surprised that that Nico Medved was not involved with the K State search. I'm very surprised at that because I had been told back in December Nico Medved would be one of their uh, you know one of their on their short list for when Bruce Weber was gone. So. Hopefully that contract extension allows him to stick around, but I don't think that's done. I don't think you really feel safe if you're in CSU's uh, shoes until, uh, you know, first game of next season. We are talking with Paul Klee, columnist for the Denver Gazette. Uh, he's going to be traveling with the Colorado State Rams, and now you know that when, you know, Mace and, you know, Paul are out at uh, Broncos training camp, <laughs> all the stuff that they write down. Uh, is really a bunch of BS because they're watching college basketball, but I digress. Uh, so we talked about your Zags. You mentioned you mentioned Mace's North Carolina Tar Heels. I cannot believe my Indiana Hoosiers actually got into the tournament, so I will set myself up for that. For this, you follow college basketball more than I do, but I'm smart enough to know the Big Ten has the best conference in college basketball. The Pac-12 does not. Who should have gotten in, Indiana or Colorado? Oh gosh, IU. Yeah, yeah, IU should have been in. Yeah. I, I think they were a, they're in the right place. They should be in Dayton. And that Wyoming team is a, a blast. I I watched way too many Pokes games this year. I think that if it's a neutral court, Wyoming is a better team. Unfortunately, I've been to Dayton for these games. It will not be a neutral court. <laughs> that will be a Hoosiers home game. No because question. All of Indiana. Because of the proximity. Will, yep. It's really close. It's a couple hours. So. That's going to be an IU home game. You know how those guys travel. Wyoming travels really well. They won't travel like Indiana across the border. I still think Wyoming, it's all four of these, let me put it this way, all four of these Mountain West teams, they're all playing toss-up games. It, they're all going to be last possession, you know, one, two, three, four points type games. They're going to be really close. So if, you're, if you have a chance to lay the point or take the points, take the points. Wyoming obviously hadn't been there. Indiana's played a lot of games like this. I like the Mountain West to go four and zero, man. I think this is this is me being a Mountain West homer a bit because I watched too many of those games. But I think they go four and zero. Back in 2013, the Mountain West put five teams in, guys. They left the tournament with only one win among those five teams. The Mountain West needs to take advantage of this stage because they've got four very good teams, and I want to see them win five, six games total. Okay, I understand how good Arizona is. You, you are picking mm -hmm. them to win the title, so that mm -hmm. might be the tiebreak. But if you had to take the top five teams in the Pac-12 mm -hmm. and the top five teams in the Mountain West, who's mm -hmm. better? Mountain West. I think so, too. Yeah. Now, the thing about that is they can't play with Arizona. No. No, that's what I'm Arizona. saying. That's your tie break. 
Yeah, but that, it's that's only a one-on-one. On one. You're taking the top team from the Mountain West, putting them up against Arizona, oh, but then you're two versus two, three versus three. Dang, that's such a good question. We've got the Mountain West Big Ten Challenge here with Indiana, Wyoming, and CSU, Michigan. We need a Mountain <laughs> West Pac-12 Challenge. That's right. what we need in our lives is Mountain West Pack. The Pack will never do that, of right. course. But I will say this, Eric, I've got two Pac-12 teams in the Final Four. I think UCLA gets there as a four seed. Yeah. I think Arizona does what they do better than anybody else. If their point guard is healthy, I think Arizona gets there. And that would be a heck of a run for the Pac-12, which could use a little bit of an injection. Now, this, this last couple of years, and this isn't me just plugging my zags, it's been a really long time since the West could produce these types of national championship contenders. It's been a long time since that's happened, since Arizona in 96. So it's been a banner few years. Even though the pack is down, West Coast basketball is back. I wanted to ask you this is a little bit off the end. It's not on the NCAA tournament radar, but I wanted to ask you about what Bruce Weber said after his press conference, his press conference after they lost last week. Is what were your thoughts on the sentiments he shared referring to the investigations, the FBI going out other other schools, the FBI, mm-hmm. him joking about growing his hair long and not cutting it, et cetera. This is why I was so stoked to come on your show because <laughs> it's smart. I mean, it's it's that's a it's smart stuff. Coach, well, I told I him back. to ask that question. Oh yeah, right. I, I said, <laughs> I said, Mace, you're next. You need to ask oh. that question, and I'll give you all the credit. I won't take any credit for the question, even though I gave it to him. There's no one I know who has better, who would have a better answer on this than I, Paul Klee. That's the thing. I'm totally, well, I'm totally kidding, Paul. Yeah. It was my question. We worked together for a long time, Bruce Weber and I. He allowed me into his hotel room. This sounds strange. Oh, boy. The night before the national championship game against Carolina, one of the great games I've ever gotten to witness, and watch film till about 5 in the morning on Carolina, and he predicted exactly what was going to happen. They were going to have a problem with Sean May, and they had a problem with Sean May. He fouled out half the Illini roster. Coach Weber is the most vocal and, I don't want to say proud, but he's been one of the few men that would speak out against this. Tad Boyle's another one of those that they burned a lot of bridges in their own coaching fraternity because of the way they've spoken out about the cheating in college basketball. And it's been rampant over the last two decades. It's been awful, which is, it, it, it works though. Will Wade just made $8 million yeah. before he got fired. That's a whole lot of money to make. I think a lot of people might sign up for that. He didn't have a clean conscience. So what he said the other day about, he's not going to cut his hair until some of this stuff you know, comes to light with LSU, with Kansas, with Arizona, with Auburn. That was Bruce Weber in a nutshell, and he didn't make that up. He actually did because I called one of the assistants or former assistants at K-State. Is Coach making this up? Did he say this? He said, no, that's actually why he hasn't been cutting his beautiful locks. So it was a way for him to bring to the forefront what remains an issue in college basketball. It's gotten a little bit better. I would say the packs clean up a little bit. The SEC has not, and the FBI really hasn't. It hasn't produced a whole lot from what we thought it would. So it's amazing, guys, when you see a Gonzaga, when you see a K-State go to the Elite Eight a couple years ago, when you see some of these programs that, you know, Colorado being going to the tournament last year, winning a game, Tad's not cheating. He won't allow it in his program. It doesn't happen. And if you try it, you're not going to be an assistant there anymore. Yep. So – 
when those programs win, I got a special place in my heart when they succeed. By the way, I'll tell you a quick story since you're on the K-State line. I don't know if you know that I used to cover K-State when uh, Dana Altman was the head basketball coach. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, so when I see when I see Dana Altman get upset on the sidelines, it's it's beyond shocking to me because his <laughs> press conferences put you to sleep even more so than Bill Snyder, and that is saying something. But when yeah. Dana Altman wound up going to Creighton, I was sitting in John Weefald's office at the time, and I was anchoring in Kansas. John Weefald was the president of Kansas State, and they had just started their search. And so you're telling me how you, you, know, you spent time with Bruce Weber. That's a really good story. Let me tell you a really bad story. So I'm sitting in John Weefold's office. He has no idea where he's going to start looking. He knows I know college basketball. And he said, do you have any suggestions on who we should hire as our next basketball coach? <laughs> to which I brilliantly said, um, and now his name has totally escaped me. Tom Asbury. Tom Asbury. I said he'd be great. He did a great job with Doug Christie at Pepperdine. He's your perfect hire. And, of course, he stunk. So you had a good experience with K-State. I had a bad experience with K-State. Well, I'll tell you, K-State should hire. Um, they should back up the Brinks truck and go steal Brad Underwood from Kansas State and then have Brad bring Frank Martin, who just got fired from South Carolina today as an associate head coach, and bring the band back together. Yep. It's going to take a lot of money, but that's the only way K-State's going to have a sustained winner because that's a really tough place to, to win. Yeah. I agree. Hey, yeah. Paul, always appreciate the time. We kept you a little long. Uh, that's because uh, Mace had so many good questions. Thanks, Paul. Right appreciate it, my friend. Paul, Hope appreciate it. Guys again. Safe Thank travels uh, with uh, Colorado State and have fun. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. All right, coming up after the break, a Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question. Melvin Gordon, according to our friend Benjamin Albright, will not be coming back to the Broncos. Is that a big deal? Not a big deal. And should Javante Williams now be the bell cow? That's nice. Always fold just...